Welcome to another edition of Alternative News brought to you by Romina Betsin from the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament produced at the community radio station 3CR. Today's program will be presented by Brianna Aldersi on events in Bolivia. Brianna is an environmental university student, CICD member and media committee member. Here is Brianna. On Sunday, November 10, 2019, the current government of Bolivia stepped down due to a right-wing coup. Evo Morales, Bolivia's first indigenous president of the Amara people, was suggested by Bolivia's military to resign as president. Evo Morales was elected as president in 2006 and had begun to serve his fourth term since his re-election on 20th of October 2019. Evo Morales rose to prominence through his years as a Kalaru activist, which was a movement that grew from unionised miners and peasants against US meddling in Bolivia's coke industry. Prior to Evo's presidency and movement for socialism as the ruling party, Bolivia was likened to an apartheid state of the white and mestizo elite in the east and the poor indigenous majority in the west. Evo and movement for socialism have brought in significant reforms for Bolivia's majority, Some of these include nationalisation of Bolivia's natural resources, predominantly natural gas, of which 85% of profits once went to foreign companies. Now 80-90% to of Bolivia's natural gas profits stay in Bolivia. This meant that the gross domestic product has increased four times the amount prior to Evo's presidency, from 9 billion US dollars in 2005 to 36 billion US dollars in 2018. The switch from neoliberal policies to the nationalisation of industry has allowed the Bolivian government to direct these funds to social development and public infrastructure. Evo's government has also implemented a land reform program that saw 35 million hectares of land, which is one-third of Bolivia, given to the indigenous and peasant communities. Another 21 million hectares of Bolivia was made public land as reserves and protected ecosystems. Under the land reform, Evo, alongside the aim of decolonisation, also sought to depatriarch land ownership, and 46% of the land given to these communities went to women. This is a stark comparison to pre-Evo Bolivia, in which 5% of the landowners owned 70% of the arable land in Bolivia's east. Poverty has also declined from 60% to 38%, from 2005 to 2016. Even the IMF praised Bolivia for their poverty reduction and the GDP increase. In 2017, Evo declared total independence of the IMF and World Bank that had previously pushed neoliberal policies onto the country. And in this year, Evo implemented a universal health care program. However, since Evo was elected as president in 2006, His presidency and movement for socialism have had to endure the U.S. imperial machine, which has poured in millions of dollars to undermine their position. A major organisation in undermining the Bolivian government has been the U.S. Agency for International Development, which was found to have poured in more than 97 million U.S. dollars from 2002 to 2009 and at least 200 million U.S. dollars from 2009 to 2013, in campaigns against the Bolivian government. 
WikiLeaks exposed the use of the funds that went towards strengthening the elite in Santa Cruz and segregating indigenous solidarity. The U.S. Agency for International Development is one of the major donors to the organization Inter-American Dialogue, which opposition leader Carlos Mesa is a member of. Carlos Mesa's ties to the U.S. have also been exposed by WikiLeaks, in which Mesa says that in order to undermine Evo, the Bolivian economy must be weakened. The lead-up to the coup was brought to light, at least in the West, in August, when the Amazon fires, which continued to burn in Brazil, by the way, came to the attention of Western media. Although initially the fires were blamed on the right-wing government of Brazil and its president Bolsonaro, Evo Morales came under attack when he didn't accept aid from the U.S., Evo, however, took immediate measures to extinguish the fires and the government extinguished 85% of the fires in only eight days. The fires, however, proved an opportunity for the anti-authoritarian activists in the group Rios de Pierre to hijack the West's environmentalist movement and suddenly anti-moralist propaganda flooded social media under the hashtag SOS Bolivia. Extinction Rebellion was one of the Western climate activist groups that adopted the SOS movement. The US coup hid itself behind anti-authoritarianism and Bolivian's elite and right-winged opposition claimed that Morales' re-election for a fourth term is reason to believe his government is a dictatorship. After Evo's re-election on October 20, 2019, the following events unfolded. Mark Weisbrot of the Center for Economic and Policy Research investigated the data from the October election, which is available to the public, and found that the concern in the difference in voting margins was due to the votes from areas that support Morales being counted later than those that support the opposition. He said that the Organization of American States report has no figures, data or irregularities to back its claim. That is, there is no evidence that the election was fraudulent. On the 5th of November, the Radio Education Network of Bolivia leaked 16 different audio clips that exposed the involvement of the US in Bolivia's opposition and the planning of a coup against Evo Morales from the US Embassy. US Senators Marco Rubio, Bob Menendez and Ted Cruz were mentioned in these audio clips. Violence continued to escalate. Bolivia's national television channel shut down due to threats by the right-wing protesters. The protesters attacked the families of elected members of parliament, governors' houses, and even set fire to Evo's sister's home. The police military joined the side of the opposition, and even the Central Workers' Union had become divided, with one sector calling for Evo's head. But Evo continued to advocate for dialogue between the government and the opposition in order to restore peace. However, violence continued. On October 10, the US made a statement in accordance with the Organization of American States' claim of fraud and asked for fair and free elections in Bolivia and that, quote, all government officials and officials of any political organizations implicated in the flawed October 20 elections should step aside, unquote. That same day, Evo called for new elections after escalating violence overnight in another attempt to restore peace. Yet opposition leader Carlos Mesa 
the man ever resigned and blamed his government for inciting the violence. However, this violence, apparently instigated by Evo and the government, forced at least seventeen resignations of members from Movement for Socialism Party after threats were made against them and their families. In the afternoon, Evo Morales resigned after the military suggested, that is, threatened, that without his resignation, Bolivia will not have peace. Since his resignation, illegal warrants for Morales' arrest have been made, and the threat of violence against Evo, his supporters, and members of the Movement for Socialism Party continue. Member of the opposition, Janine Añez of the Democratic Union Party, was declared as interim president. She is fourth in line as interim president after the vice president, Senate majority leader, and first deputy majority leader all resigned. Eva Morales accepted the offer of asylum from Mexico and is relocating there. Meanwhile, in Bolivia, movement for socialism supporters, mainly indigenous people of the West and the city of El Alto, organize a trade union civilian police force to protect the people against the right-winged coup. It is clear that the unfolding of events, not only in the past few weeks since the election, but also in the lead-up to the election, and the past 13 years of Evo's presidency, that the right-wing military coup against Evo on Sunday the 10th of November was organised by US-funded organisations, think tanks and US politicians. Now the question is, what will come of Bolivia and what will come of its lithium deposits and other natural resources? On Sunday 10th November, CICD celebrated its 60th anniversary. The anniversary was a success. There were around 100 members, affiliates, supporters and guests, including a member of Parliament, Bronwyn Halfpenny, who celebrated with us. There were a number of great speakers. In today's programme, you will hear the CICD Executive Chairperson John Spate opening the event and you will hear Dennis Doherty from Anti-Basis Coalition from Sydney. Here is John Spate. Okay, comrades. I'd first like to acknowledge that the traditional owners and the land in which we meet today, Wundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. On behalf of CICD, I thank you for coming today. I hope you've got a copy of the program. We set out the program on the basis to a fair description of what CICD stands for. You'll notice that halfway through that there'll be a bit of musical, a break with Meredith Connie, uh, and then we go back to uh, finally the, the Victorian Trade Union Choir. And the Victorian Trade Union Choir was unable to be here today, but they've they've recorded a, uh, a song, appropriate song for that occasion. Here is Dennis. I acknowledge the Aboriginal people. Uh, I acknowledge that we're standing on Aboriginal land. My name is Dennis Doherty. I'm from the Anti-Basis Campaign. I'm based mainly in Sydney. I bring you greetings from Sydney, from peace activists around Sydney. We are um, absolutely in awe of CICD after your 60 years of great work and the evidence is all around you 
all the issues that you've covered, all the many, many years you've been there chipping away at the most progressive and important agenda. The first being international cooperation. Isn't that a most significant thing, especially in today's world, international cooperation, where we seem to be more interested in competition? And what about disarmament? Again, countries seem to be armed to the teeth. So this is what CICD have been doing for 60 years, and they have not faltered. And they, the people of uh, the peace movement in, in uh, Sydney congratulate you on your great work. And you'll notice in, in the evidence there that you've worked on very local issues, issues that many in other states wouldn't have come across. But we, we come across you when there are national issues. And CICD has been there for anti-bases. It's been like an anchor, always there to give support. When we were campaigning again to close Pine Gap and other issues to do with the US-Australian alliance, CICD was there, giving support, giving encouragement. And it's great that you are being acknowledged for that work. And today, as we stand on the shoulders of the great people who have gone before, the people that I knew best in CICD were, of course, Pauline Mitchell. I, I came across Sam internationally when we went to World Peace Council things. When we have an event like this, we look backwards, we rightly congratulate and celebrate, but we also look forward. And we know that, the, that we need a feisty, active CICD more than ever. We live in a country that is even closer and more connected with the US war machine. We live in an Australia which is arming itself to the, to the eyeballs. Over the next 10 years, they're going to spend a trillion dollars on weaponry. That's the sort of country we live in. And we're not satisfied to do that. We're going to sell weapons to other places. The ambition of our government is to become 10th in the world instead of 20th in the world for the arms trade. That's the sort of government we've got, and that's the reason why we need a CICD for another 60 years. So congratulations again, CICD, and keep up the good work. Thank you for listening to Alternative News, brought to you from the community radio station 3CR. I'm Romina Betson. Looking forward to your company again next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.